Does talking about your money make you cringe? Are you tired of fighting about finances? Do you want to stop sabotaging your financial happiness? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to Breaking Money Silence, a podcast series aimed at helping all of us talk more openly about money. Your host, Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, is doing what she does best. As a young girl, she was scolded for talking too much to her neighbors in class. After years of trying to be quiet, she discovered that speaking up about taboo topics is her strength. International speaker, author, and founder of KBK Wealth Connection, Kathleen understands money and our relationship with it. She is a wealth psychology expert who has helped thousands of advisors and clients communicate more effectively about money. Now, listen to Kathleen as she assists today's guest in busting their favorite money myth wide open. I am so excited to welcome my friend and colleague, Anne Bratt, co-founder of Capital Ready, to our podcast today. Anne is an accomplished expert in the financial services industry. She's uh, implemented progressive people strategies for over two decades as a human resource professional at a major Canadian bank. I had the honor of working with Anne, and I can tell you that she does have extensive experience, including talent planning, leadership development, executive succession, and developing learning strategies. Anne's passion and drive have equipped her with a broad knowledge of the industry with her career spanning Canada, the UK, and the United States. Like I said, she recently co-founded Capital Ready with another person that's near and dear to my heart, Sherry Monroe. And basically, this firm, Capital Ready, offers consulting services to better position companies for growth. They provide established business with strategic blueprints and action plans that assess barriers and identify opportunities to optimize human and financial capital. To learn more about Capital Ready, make sure you visit their website at capitalready.ca. That's not .com because these are my Canadian friends, so it's capitalready.ca. You can also follow them on Twitter at Capital Ready, Inc. Welcome, Anne, to the call. It's so exciting to have you here today on the Breaking Money Silence podcast. Thanks, Kathleen. I'm very excited to have this conversation. Yes, it's going to be fun. And you have a great myth that we've worked with on and off over our time uh, in various consulting roles together. Um, So let me tell the audience what the myth is we're going to be busting wide open today. Uh, The one that you picked is only male entrepreneurs are interested in growing their businesses. And anybody who follows my work knows I can't wait. I'm super excited to bust this myth wide open. Um, But before we get uh, too into the myth, tell me a little bit about what motivated you to pick this myth today. You know, Kathleen, it first started when uh, my business partner, Sherry, that you mentioned, we began to think about that, the word myth itself and, and its meaning. And so it's defined as an unproved or false collective belief. And in the world of entrepreneurship, there are many myths, as you well know, and, uh, you know, we've been delighted to hear a number of them on your podcasts over the last few months. But thinking of that word myth also led us to think about stereotypes. And as the title of the podcast reveals, it's a myth and a stereotype that only men want to grow their business. I mean, what typically is in behind this statement is that most men are single-minded, money-focused, business people who prioritize their business, their revenue and their profits above else. And every time you kind of turn around, female entrepreneurs are assumed to be, you know, working part time to keep a work life balance, that they avoid risk at any and all costs, that their companies remain 
um, intentionally small and that they aren't really interested in growing through a capital injection or, or acquisition. So this was the, this got us sort of really energized about, about this myth and why we wanted to focus on it today. Um, there was a, a study uh, that came out just this past June in um, the Harvard Business Review, and it discusses how male and female entrepreneurs get asked different questions by venture capitalists and how the bias affects the amount of funding that they receive. So the researchers of the study were interested in learning more because the stats for the U.S., female entrepreneurs receive about 2% of all venture funding but they own 38% of the businesses. So that, you know, those numbers in and of themselves got us thinking about this as well. It's so discouraging, isn't it? I mean, you know, when you say that the different questions that people ask when they're um, going for funding, whether you're male or female, (laughs) I happened to watch the US Open over the weekend. And so part of where my brain goes automatically on this, this Monday morning is really thinking about uh, how female athletes have the same thing, where Serena Williams has really been very upset about the questions that she gets about her performance versus the male uh, tennis stars. So it's it's kind of sounds like a very similar thing that happens with female entrepreneurs versus male entrepreneurs. And so I'm wondering how has this particular myth um, impacted either you, Sherry, or both of you? And, um, you know, is there any upside to us thinking that women don't want to grow their businesses? Well, no, I think, um, you know, the when we think about how it's kind of impacted us and the work that we do, um, you know, this is really kind of what inspired us at Capital Ready. We, we help establish businesses really to position themselves for growth and to kind of get to that next level. Um, and part of that process included, you know, providing a, a, a blueprint of recommended next steps so that you can kind of get yourself to that sustainable strategic growth. And to be honest, how to ask for money. Um, and Kathleen, we're finding that this part is particularly important when we're working with female-led businesses. So tell me a little bit, though, let me back up because I'm thinking about some of the audience members. And when you say position for growth, can you say a little bit more or give us an example of what you're talking about? Sure. So th- this would be um, established businesses, and really they've they've kind of looked out into the landscape, and now they're wanting to take their business to the next level. And it could be something like they want to go into a whole new market, or they want to capture um, a new customer segment, as an example. Right. And so um, we will position female owners and founders to have that conversation with a bank, if that's who they're dealing with, or a, or a venture capitalist. And so what you know, when we were discussing earlier around some of the biases and the questions that potentially get asked, we you know, part of that is we know now that the promotion of oneself and one's company has advantages when you're requesting capital and we're helping women frame their responses. I mean, if you go back to that study, some of the questions were were interesting because, um, you know, if they were talking about their customer base, uh, the male entrepreneur may be asked, you know, how do you want to acquire customers? Whereas the female business owner might get asked a question that's phrased very differently, like how many daily and monthly active users do you have? So you can see the difference as one focuses on sort of, you know, the potential gains within your business. And the other one is clearly focused on, you know, tell us about, you know, some of the losses that you may incur. So very, very different. And so we've, you know, we've learned a little bit more about this. And and that's part of what Capital Ready will do now, particularly with our female clients. 
And as a female entrepreneur, um, I kind of take it as an insult to think I wouldn't want to grow my business. Now, I may make different choices than the person next to me who may be a man or a woman. Um, but to have that automatic assumption that somehow I just do this to kind of, you know, so I have something to do during the day is a little insulting. <laughs> so tell, you know what I mean? No, exactly. And I think I think entrepreneurs, you know, who are looking to grow regardless of gender, Kathleen, they look for, you know, you've done this, others have done this. They look for new market opportunities, like they're going to exit a less profitable market as it changes or they're, you know, they may want to anticipate where new market opportunities will be. Right. I mean, and that and that is gender neutral. How does this myth get in the way? I think if we go back to the to the myth, and I think you're right, Kathleen, we, we have focused on that. Um, but if we go back to the myth and we assume that all male entrepreneurs want to grow their companies and female entrepreneurs do not necessarily want to expand their business for a variety of reasons of what you just said, we, you know, we kind of uncovered a second misconception. I'll call it a misconception. And that's that, you know, male entrepreneurs are more innovative than those companies started and owned, owned by women. So, you know, again, we, we kind of went back to the research to see, you know, what, what was that saying? And, you know, there's about 68% of women and, and uh, owned businesses actually capture a larger share of their of the existing market through innovation. And they're more likely than their male counterparts actually to have engaged in some kind of innovative activity over the past few years. So again, you know, we step back and go, so, you know, what does this tell us? Um, and it just it just got us thinking uh, again as to, you know, why we kind of chose this myth to start with and, and why we wanted to look at some of these factors. So there are women out there who want to grow their businesses. Women, uh, large percentage are very innovative, sometimes more innovative than their male counterparts. And so if somebody is listening in that is either one, a female entrepreneur that has faced this bias, or two, somebody who works with them, uh, whether it's a banker, a financial advisor, or some other type of professional, what advice would you give people listening in about what they can do to bust this myth wide open in their lives or, or not let this myth get in the way? Great question, Kathleen. I think, um, first of all, uh, one of the things I would say is recognize that equal does not mean the same. Uh, women experience finances or, you know, the purchase of a product or receiving services very, very differently. And so if you are listening and you, you know, you build products or design them and you, and you, um, you, know, you know, provide services or advice to women entrepreneurs, our first piece of advice really is very simple. It's listen. So don't just jump into the conversation until you've really heard them out. All um, sort of business owners, regardless of gender, um, have very different needs, right? And they and uh, we see too often that everybody's painted with the same brush. And from our perspective, that's a very risky uh, thing to do is to make those particular assumptions. But what you can do is you can start by asking them, you know, why did they start their business? What inspired them? Or, you know, what are their goals for that that business? You know, this line of questioning is appreciated by everyone, but particularly by the majority of women entrepreneurs. Because again, you know, they're looking for a relationship with whoever their professional advisor is. And keep in mind, they often start to form these relationships much earlier in the business cycle, perhaps even before they're ready to, to borrow funds, as an example. And I happen to know that from some of the consulting work we've done together and some of the collaboration on women's initiatives, that women tend to approach their funding sources or bankers a little bit earlier. Do you have any sense of why that is, like why women want to approach the banker sooner than maybe your typical male entrepreneur? 
part of that, Kathleen, I think is is the way that they like to build relationships. And so part of it is telling the story and what it is. Um, they're they're you know they're very comfortable in wanting to help the the banker understand what it is they're trying to achieve. Um, and, uh, you know, whether they're trying to, to grow or whatever the case may be, you know, that's really, really important for them. So part of it is that relationship. I think part of it is also, uh, and this is a generalization, so somebody could certainly blast me out of the water by being stereotypical here, but in general, uh, women often will be uh, asking for help or admitting from a financial standpoint that they may not have all their ducks in a row, whereas I find that on average men are socialized not to do that. So they may come in later in the business cycle just for the pure sense that they didn't want to admit they didn't know what they were doing uh, earlier on. Do you see any truth in what I'm saying? Or am I just creating another myth I need to bust open next week? <laughs> <laughs> it may be another myth, Kathleen. You know, you know, we do. We see time and time again that women, they're not always um, asking for what they need or or what they need to grow their business, right? And that's some of the work that we're going to be doing at Capital Ready is, is trying to change that through our consulting work. Um, so they, they definitely want a relationship, but they, they, they have very, very different approaches to engaging. And to your point, um, very different expectations of what that relationship is. So yes, I'm going to come in early and I'm going to tell you about my business and I might be growing organically right now and that's fine, but I need you to begin to understand this and learn more about me and my business before I even come back now to have that second conversation. Whereas I think, you know, uh, if it's a male entrepreneur, you're right, they're coming much later in the process to do that. So tell me a little bit about how you and Sherry and certainly the folks you're working with are coaching female entrepreneurs to get them in a position where they can be more competitive and maybe tell their story just in a more convincing manner. We're helping them, you know, be more thoughtful just in terms of their plan. So when they go in, it's what we really want to do at the end of the day, Kathleen, is we want to have um, their proposal accepted. So, you know, at the end of the day, if they can walk in with their with their proposal that has all the various components covering all the financials and any of the human capital strategies that they've got. Um, for Sherry and I, the, the happiest day would be whether the bank or the VC just can't turn that down. I love that because uh, it would be really great if there were more and more female businesses that they couldn't turn down because then we'd get to a little bit more uh, gender equity and what was going on in terms of funding, in terms of uh, uh, just businesses in general. And, and women, I think, have so much to offer in this uh, in this regard. And, you know, my sense is that it's just, yeah, we approach things differently. But as you said, and I really like this phrase, equal doesn't equal the same. And, you know, it's just a different perspective. Um, and you could probably take, you know, 30 different women and then have 30 different perspectives. So uh, we want to be, you know, uh, sensitive to overgeneralization. But it sounds like what you're doing is really providing them with that coaching and that training and that uh, assistance to be able to be competitive. Very similar to how I would think of somebody out there says, oh, I want to start a business. Maybe I need to talk to somebody about marketing or I need to talk to somebody about social media. It's like, oh, I need to talk to somebody about growing, that there's a time and a place. Uh, and I know for me as a 20-year uh, entrepreneur, so a long time, um, <laughs> there are times where you do hit up against a wall and you think, boy, I want to do something different, but I need another perspective. I need some help and some expertise. And so um, for those people listening and intrigued um, by the idea that you're working with these female entrepreneurs and the people who uh, serve them, tell us a little bit more about Capital Ready, what you're up to, and where people can find out more information couple of things, Kathleen. One of them is we, we're doing two components, really. We're working with um, 
female-led businesses as we've been talking about in coaching them. But we also, um, another portion of the work that we're doing is really working with financial services um, organizations. And, you know, given some of the the, the research um, there is that, you know, a lot of a lot of women entrepreneurs still attribute the lack of relationship with a banker as an impediment to growing their business. And so what we're what we're saying basically is the onus is really on both the business owner and the bank to build these relationships. So as a female entrepreneur, we're we're coaching them around the fact that they need to ask for what they need to grow their business. They, you know, they have a they they're going to want advice and uh, they want to grow with funding rather than just continually doing it organically. So from you know to the bankers, we would say you know that's going to be really critical, and therefore your relationships or um, you know trust and and the partnership that needs to be created is going to be critical. And so we're trying to facilitate these partnerships between financial services organizations and women entrepreneurs. And it's, you know, we've talked about this before that, you know, more businesses are started by women than ever before, right? And many women continue to have this perception, the, 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 the perception that financial institutions still don't understand their needs and they're not getting support in the way that they're looking for it. So again, I say to these financial institutions, you know, focus on their long-term goals, learn about them by listening and acknowledge that women tend to make financial decisions differently, right? I love that because, you know, when I think about uh, breaking money silence and the whole gist of the work that I'm doing, really often it's communication between two parties, right? So at least two parties. And in this instance, it's the female entrepreneur, the banker, or the, the VC. And it's really how do we coach each of them so they can have this financial dialogue or this ongoing dialogue that's going to be useful actually for both of them. Bankers are going to get more business. V- VCs are going to find uh, better entrepreneurs to work with. And, and women are going to be able to grow their businesses. And we all know uh, that that is really good for any economy. Um, So I just, I love the work that you guys are up to. Um, I want to talk a little bit as we end, because boy, the podcast goes so quickly, uh, about something that you're doing up in uh, Canada. But I know that over time, given this great idea and who you two are, I have a feeling um, that we'll see many more of these events. But right now, I know Capital Ready is delivering a cash flow Um, session for women entrepreneurs as part of BMO education program and that's the Bank of Montreal Uh, the entrepreneurs imperative is what the program is called and you guys will be in St. John's Newfoundland Canada on September 26th in St. John's Newfoundland that just you know being here in the U.S. that just sounds fun but So we're very um, excited about that, Kathleen. Yeah, so I'm very excited about that too. And I know that's a very specific situation at a very specific time and date that's coming up soon. And this podcast will be around for a long time. So make sure you either tweet uh, at Capital Ready Inc. or you go to their um, the Capital Ready website, CapitalReady.ca. Fill out the contact form and make sure you stay up to date as to what uh, Ann and Sherry are up to. Having worked with them before, they are powerhouses, so there's a lot more to come. And so as we end, Anne, what, what's the uh, reframe you'd like of the myth? Like if we replace the myth, only male entrepreneurs are interested in growing business, um, and we busted that wide open, what would be the new thought that would be more accurate that we want to leave listeners with? Well, you know, as we were thinking about this, there's a tremendous opportunity, I think, to collaborate with women. And, um, you know, the number of women starting their own businesses has just increased, Kathleen, so significantly over the the last 10 years. So, you know, 
part of it, we want to be able to make sure that, you know, these, these businesses continue to grow. And uh, uh, because in, a, in, a, in two particular um, avenues, you know, women get to profitability so quickly. Um, and the data on that today is incredible. But they're also way more capital efficient. And so from, you know, where Sherry and I were sitting, these we find that these are two fantastic assets. And, um, you know, if we can help more uh, women-led businesses get to profitability fast and be capital efficient, can you imagine, you know, what will happen in this, uh, in this uh, environment? It'll be, it'll, be, it'll be just fantastic. Well, somebody who's very dedicated to empowering women around wealth and the people who serve them, this is super exciting to hear. And I thank you so much for your time, Anne, today and uh, Breaking Money Silence podcast. It's really great to hear what you're up to. And I'm very excited to uh, stay in touch and maybe have uh, you and or Sherry back at a future time to get a little bit of an update. Thanks, Kathleen. It's been wonderful talking to you this morning. Thank you for listening to Breaking Money Silence, hosted by Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, a wealth psychology expert and founder of KBK Wealth Connection. If you like what you heard, then check out more podcasts at breakingmoneysilence.com or subscribe on iTunes.com. Need a fun, engaging speaker for your next event? Go to kbkwealthconnection.com and find out how to book Kathleen today. Be sure to share today's show so together we can break money silence for good.